to the High Sensory People podcast with Jane and Leisha. I'm Alicia May. I'm a high sensory energetic coach, facilitator, and creative empath. I'm really passionate about helping those that are ready to connect with their energetic selves, own their value and truth. And I'm Jane Elizabeth Aston. I'm a high sensory facilitator and spiritual connection coach. I'm all about exploring our spiritual nature, connection and alignment with who we really are. We're high sensory people and we want to inspire and empower all HSPs to own their amazing qualities and unique gifts. Hello everyone and welcome to season two. We're so excited to be back with you and today we're going to be talking about what's changed for us since our season one which finished at the end of 2023 and now we're just over halfway through January in 2024. So um, but first of all Alicia Do you want to say hi as well? Absolutely. And just a happy new year to everyone. And I hope 2024 brings you a lot of goodness. And yeah, it's great to be back. It really, really is. So first of all, we thought we'd talk about um, where we are now, because I think, did we say at the end of season one, we said we're going to be together? Mm, We alluded to something, didn't we? We didn't give details. No, so we're in the same room. We are. Yay! That's very exciting. Where are we, Alicia? And we're in Europe, and uh, we're on a very small island, which I'm loving. Um, It is fulfilling our HSP needs, uh, being nice and quiet. And yeah, we are on an island in um, the, the Sea of Greece. We are. Mediterranean. We are. We're, we're in one of the islands, which is not too far from Athens. And it's very, very beautiful here. Mm. And so um, how long have we been here? Uh, just over two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, just over two weeks. Yeah, we, we arrived just, just before New Year, mm. didn't we? And um, Yeah, almost three weeks, but yeah, not quite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, well, we thought we'd, you know, say this is where we are. Mm. This is where we're going to be until uh, the end of February. And we thought we'd just talk a little bit about how we've settled in because as high sensory people, changing things, traveling, moving to new places, even though this isn't a permanent move, it's a, you know, we're, we're living here, we're working here, we're, you know, this isn't a holiday, this is more a kind of a temporary sort of home for us. So, um, and, and that can be really tricky for HSPs, can't it? Mm, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's been a goal of ours for years, particularly mine, where, you know, if I could spend some of January, if not all of January and February, in not necessarily a hot country, but somewhere that's just a bit warmer than the UK and ideally just that bit sunnier and brighter. Um, And yeah, like Jane said, you know, it's not a holiday. Um, Maybe it's not even a working holiday. I suppose it could be a working holiday. But yeah, we're just literally doing what we would do normally in the UK, but we're just doing it in a different destination. And um, it's, it's been a really... Really interesting two weeks. Um, like you said, you know, we've got the HSP needs um, and it's just been a real sort of learning curve that as much as we get on ridiculously well and we have spent, you know, a few nights together at the retreat and things like that, 
we, you know, we realised after a couple of weeks that sort of sharing the same space wasn't meeting our needs, was it? You know, because we're both very independent. We both live um, alone at the moment and we were sort of enjoying being together and sharing this experience together. But we realised after a couple of weeks, you know, hang on a minute, ha- you know, let's check in with each other. How are we doing? How are we feeling? You know, my, my insomnia wasn't great. Um, you know, I think I was more overstimulated than I anticipated, really. You know, the first few days were exciting. They were new. Um, and then I had the lovely cycle that women have and that just heightened my sensory responsiveness on a level that I haven't had for a very long time um so that was an experience in and of itself um but yeah I'm doing a lot better now and it just goes to show that no matter where you are on this journey if you've had sensory overwhelm it doesn't matter who you are you've got sensory overwhelm Mm. and what about you Jane how's the two weeks been for you well yeah, I mean, I think, think it. I think it's just really nice to check in here and talk about how it was to travel, and how we settled in, um, and yeah, just our just my, my reason really for wanting to relocate for uh, you know a, a period of time at, a, in in the kind of January February time. So in the UK, it, they're pretty tough months. There's not a great deal to be said for them in my opinion, unless you really like cold, dark weather, and maybe some people do, you know, and then it can snow and it can be really beautiful and all of that. And on a, you know, on one of those bright, cold days, that can also be really beautiful. But I feel the cold and I don't particularly like that, you know, it's not sustainable for me to be outside in it for too long. Um, And I have had a couple of two, three, maybe, um, occasions where I was out of the UK for January um, or February in hot places though in sort of Southeast Asia and that was lovely and it really did quite a lot to protect me from the you know the winter blues however what came with that was a considerable amount of jet lag because there's a huge time difference with going from the UK to Southeast Asia you know that you're sort of talking I think eight eight hours ten hours um, that you lose when you land there and so it's a lot of settling in from a a body clock perspective as well as just a cultural perspective both are really different and you know Greece is quite different from the UK and I like that it's different um, but it's not as different as Thailand or India or you know th- those those countries um, so there has been a period of settling in um, you know, our journey itself went really well. The flights were on time. We stayed in Athens overnight to because there were, you know, there were only a couple of ferries to to our island, and it was too late to get one the the day that we flew. So we stayed in Athens overnight, and then we got a ferry the next day to our island, and that all went like clockwork. Mm. And do you remember when we got off the aeroplane and we were like, oh, it smells amazing. Oh, yeah. It was just so fragrant, wasn't it? It oh. really hit you. Oh, Greece does smell amazing. Mm. I mean, it really smelled so good in that airport. I don't know what it smelled of, but really <laughs> yeah. nice stuff. It was good. It was good. And then we sort of we we went outside the airport and waited for our sort of taxi or ride to where we were staying and um 
I hadn't got my gloves on. I think, you know, I might have I might have taken my jacket off. It was like, oh, this is nice, isn't it? It's not warm, tropical warm, but it was pleasant. And, um, you know, I was too hot with a coat and I just thought, God, that's really nice. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten about the smell. That was wonderful. Um, so, yeah, we got we got here just fine. And... Um, but there was there was a period of adjusting to being somewhere different, to being somewhere unfamiliar, to being in um, a new place, to sleeping not in my own bed, um, and also to share sharing my space with somebody else. Um, like you said, Alicia, you know, I've I I, I live on my own um, usually, and uh, and I'm really good at it. Mm. And I'm also quite good at sharing space, but it, but only with another HSP. So thank goodness you are one. Yeah, and for short, and I'm now realizing short periods of time. You yeah. Know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think we did really well actually mm. for the first two weeks. We stayed in the um, in the Airbnb place that we'd booked months ago, um, and and really because we hadn't done this before. We weren't really sure about, you know, what is it going to work? Mm-hmm. What's it going to be like? I'm not sure how much, you know, can, can we afford to do it? Um, all, all of that. So, you know, we, we kind of, we, we booked a fairly modest place between us, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. And it's always been, you know, this is always... Um the sort of inaugural one it was always the experiment it was always the test run the trial run to see how one we got on being together um you know being abroad you know could we do this each year you know let's just give it a go because you know nothing ventured nothing gained and until you have these experiences you don't know what you can and cannot do um so it's it's been wonderful and, and just going back to what you were saying about settling in you know um you know, we, we sort of the first few days were really tricky, actually, because it was New Year's weekend. Um, we were still getting to grips with when the shops were open, who was open, who wasn't open. We had to get some supplies. Um, and um, but, you know, we got there. We did it. You know, we, we got all the things we needed, but it, it was sort of a bit full on in those first few days, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And I, and I know whenever I've been anywhere that's even just a little bit different from being at home out of the UK mainly but sometimes in the UK as well whenever I go anywhere it always takes me at least 72 hours to fully arrive and realize that I'm going to be okay in this new location so I generally spend the first couple of days thinking oh I'm not sure if I can cope being here I see I've bought all the wrong I've brought all the wrong clothes oh I feel all wrong here oh no I don't know how to do it here oh I can't oh why did I come here I've just I need to go home and like pack everything again and, and come and bring like a different version of myself which is clearly little bit of an overreaction and but so it's what so I've, true isn't it and so what I've learned to do is I think one time and it was when I was in India last time and I had this really painful 72 hours where I arrived and I was coping with jet lag as well and I felt and I was coping with it being really hot and humid and I had this sort of like I feel completely wrong in this place and I wrote myself a little letter saying next time you go anywhere Whatever thoughts run through your, i.e. my head, 
in the first 72 hours don't listen to them because after that it's all going to feel much better just let just let them pass and and don't pay too much attention and and just like cover the basics you know sleep eat drink walk have yeah. a nice time don't really worry about it's i'm not going to be able, isn't it? not going to be able to cope with this for like you know like a month or however long i'm here um, so there was a bit of that for me, and I think there's probably more of that for you. There was a lot more of it for me than I expected. However, it was a lot better than previous situations. Mm. So in the past, I would have freaked out even more mm. and not understood why I was freaking out. Yeah. Um, whereas this time, like you, I was like, oh, this is what I do every time. It's just been a few years. Mm. So I'd sort of not forgotten but I when they were kicking and I was like oh I've had this before this is normal this is okay and obviously with my cycle happening it was much much worse but like you said you've just got to deal with self-care for me it was definitely the first week was written off as in I wasn't doing any work it was about acclimatizing about making sure I was doing all the self-care that I needed um and it's it is very similar to starting a new job in a sense isn't it like a lot of people I've I come across you know they often just freak out in the first few days I know I've done in the past you know it's that that where you're like whoa this is just you think it's really exciting at the beginning and then you just start freaking out thinking oh my gosh I've taken on more than I can chew blah 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 but then within three weeks you're sailing it's a completely different um mindset and now we're coming into our third week the thought of going home is kind of weird. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of really getting used to it here. Yes, yes, it's it's we're we're hitting our stride, I think. Mm. And it um I think it probably took me well I didn't have much choice actually because I think after about we after we'd been here about four or five days, I had a I had some work that I needed to do and I had a you know, I had a deadline for it and so I had to basically spend I think I did sort of six days of, you know, work, really. So I just had... Yeah, it was quite intense. I just had to get on with that. And, um, yeah, so there was a bit of settling in to be done, wasn't there, while we worked out how to share space Mm. between us. Being HSPs, we're both terribly considerate of each other. And, you know, that's, I think, why it... Why it, why it worked um, and then we also had to work out so uh, when are the supermarkets open and closed um, you know they all close at two o'clock in the afternoon and then some of them reopen at five on some days but some of them don't and on some days they don't open at all and then you know, things like that and you know where, where do you get bread and where do you get you know like me and where do you get cheese and where do you get shampoo and mm. all sorts of where do you get kettles because our kettle broke where do you get blankets because we didn't have enough blankets when we arrived we've had to sort of find all these things out and then because you know obviously we're in Greece so some of the things that you buy in the shops you sort of have to guess what they are because it's in Greek and um so it that's been interesting as well you know like we, 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 do we buy this one or that one we can't really tell the difference and the, we can't understand the description so yeah just kind of working out you know like what basic food and drink do we buy here and the snacks you know my snacks are very important oh your snacks are and so i had to figure out these new snacks these new foods these new 
slightly different versions and, and things like that. And and I was also saying to somebody that it, it really reminded me of um, when you move house, you know, where's the local shop? Where's the mm. where's the nearest supermarket? Where's mm. where's the DIY store? Where's the this? Where's the that? Um, but yeah, it really, really reminded me of, of, of moving house. So um, yeah, it's been really interesting. It has been really interesting. And um, uh, and of course, we've we've made a, a, a big change since we got here we made a decision and we made a change which you I think hinted at mm. earlier um so yeah we got to the two-week point and it was like well we've gone really well this is working you know this is working you know surprisingly well mm. we're sharing a small space um and but and it, then what happened it was, you you say yeah it was like well my insomnia just was going a bit crazy so so when that tends to happen which is I say it's rare it sort of is and it sort of isn't but I get these bouts of insomnia and quite often it's kind of it's a moment where I've got to make a decision like something mm. isn't quite right in my life something's out of balance I and, and anyway so we, we had a conversation and, and this is the great thing about going away with someone who is wired the same way as you is you can be really honest and say right this is how I feel these are my needs like what what are the solutions and you don't feel judged you don't feel any of those things that maybe you might get from other people because mm. they don't understand and that's absolutely fine um and you know we were saying things like so i'm not used to such an echoey um apartment like it's mm. a i'd forgotten how mediterranean places are and there's there's very minimal upholstery um it's all very clacky um they their doors sort of close but there's gaps everywhere so we were sort of we weren't we weren't getting the privacy I suppose that we need you know if you were having zoom meetings or I was having zoom meetings you know I was sort of plugging in because I wanted to give you the privacy and I didn't Mm. want to listen in so Mm. we realized again this was just an experiment um so you know we gave it all a try and we talked and then we looked into um we realized that the upstairs apartment was empty we did we did so we thought "Mm, is this an opportunity we thought wonder if there's a deal to be done and because i'm airbnb-ing my place back in the uk while i'm away it makes it financially viable for me to be away uh, to do that um, I know from experience that I would rather have somebody in my place paying me a little bit of money to live there, even if it's not full price. So there are deals to be done. There are discounts that, you know, that you can ask for. And I don't think I fully appreciated that um, until, you know, A, it was pointed out to us by somebody we know, and B, um, until I had the experience of somebody saying to me, what's the best price you can do for, you know, this amount, this number of weeks in your place? And And I just thought... And let's let's see what I can do because I'd rather have somebody staying than not. And so yeah, we um, we negotiated um, you know a pretty good deal um, for one of us to move into the apartment upstairs, which is what I did a few days ago. So now we've got completely separate space. We've got our own you know entrances. We've got our own kitchens. We've got our own bathrooms. We've got you know our own living room. We've got our own bedroom. We're all. 
we're all completely mm-hmm. self-contained, but you can hear me pottering around, can't you? Because I'm quite heavy-footed. I know, I'm the same, so I can't, I'm not <laughs> going to judge you uh, for such a tiny tiny person like an elephant. Uh, but no, it's it's quite um, comforting, if, that, if that's the right word. Like, that's oh, good. Jane's upstairs. She's up there. You know, and that's just nice. And then, and then again... Um, you know, it, it it's obviously um, I'm assuming a Mediterranean thing. Like they don't really have double glazing here, like we do in the UK. So it was it's getting used to so many sounds, and I can sometimes hear you going past talking to the cats, and I, I love that. It's like oh my neighbour, like I just I absolutely love that. It's mm. great. Yes, yes, it is really interesting. The the buildings are they're they're just constructed. For, for different in a, in in the light of a different climate and also the building that we're staying in is is old it's mm. built in the 1880s actually the same as the building that I live in back in Brighton and Hove um but it's got quite a lot of windows so it it loses heat very quickly and um and and when it's been cold, it's been really cold here. And when it's warm, it's delightful. So there's been extremes of temperature, relative extremes of temperature to get used to as well. So lots and lots of things to get used to. But what I will say is it's glorious here, isn't it? It really is. I mean, even on a cloudy day, it just seems really bright. Um, and I'm like you, I get the winter blues, SAD, you know, whatever label you want to call it. Um, and it's just wonderful here because, yeah, when the sun's out, wow, it's bright, obviously. But even on a cloudy day, there's just something bright. And I just find that really good for my energy levels, for my mental health, for my just general drive. It's just been, you know, I'm really grateful, really grateful mm. that we made this decision and we made it happen. Yes, it is really wonderful. And, and for me, I think, you know, the, the, the most amazing thing is there's so much sea and sky because we're on an island and it's the bit of the island that we're on is it's almost like um, a sort of a little, we're on a little island off a bigger island mm. and we can walk all the way around the little island in less than an hour. I, I did it today, you did it yesterday, I think. And you know, it's, it's lovely. There's so much sea and there's so much sky. Mm. There's just so much big nature. Mm. And, you know, I've talked, uh, you know, I talked a few times last season about how I adore being with big nature like that, the mm. kind of the big energy of the sea and the sky. And it's always different and it's always changing. And it is just absolutely beautiful and inspiring and makes me feel very sort of at one with the world to Mm. be in this environment um and in january like i can't believe i'm here and how cool was it that we went into the sea on new year's day that was was just epic we were so cool we were lucky because i think the 30th and the 31st and the first of um january this year were really warm, mm, weren't they? The they were, they were hot. They were hot days. They were hot enough of to make... I was in a T-shirt. You, we were both in T-shirts, yeah. and they were hot enough to make me think I'd probably better buy some sun cream. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really needed it much the last week, but I, I imagine, you know, we, we will need it again. And so, yes, on New Year's Day, we walked to our nearest beach that you can swim from because although we are very near the sea, the bit of the island that we're on it is just basically a really big 
sort of fishing port. Yeah, it's like, like a, a marina. Harbour, yeah. marina. It's partly people, you know, with their, with their boats that they live on or, you know, I think there's moorings and it's partly there's fishing, some little fishing boats. Mm. There's also, you know, a, a kind of a ferry comes over from the mainland. Another ferry comes over from Athens, which is the one that we got, which is further away. Um so it's busy. There's a lots. There's lots of boats and and ships, and so of course you can't really swim in this bit of you know off this bit of the island. So we walked to our nearest beach and we went in the sea on New Year's Day, and I don't think I've I've certainly not done that in the UK. I'm not sure if I've done it anywhere. No, I don't think I have actually. I think uh, nope. I don't think so. So so that was a first. Mm. So that was really nice, um, and. I think we, we were saying that perhaps next episode we, we'd like to talk about, you know, some travel tips for HSPs because we've done a little bit of that recently. We've done, the, we've done the actual travel, although not a long-haul flight or anything, although I have done long-haul flights since I've been aware of being HSP. Um, and, yeah, I, I do deal with them a little differently. Um, we thought we'd maybe talk about that next episode because I think there's quite a lot to say both about the journey and the arrival and and the strategies really that we have employed to help us settle but um just to get us started and to finish this episode I wonder like what would be your sort of top two Mm. travel tips that you've employed this time top two so yeah so, yeah, very much echoing what you said, that this time round I knew roughly what I needed to do, but next time I do it, I now know even more of what I need to do, what's essential. So the top two, gosh, um, for me, it's probably going to make sure I've definitely got water and snacks. Mm. That's big, 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 mm. big for me because of my sugar levels. So to really make sure I've got snacks and water in those first few days mm. are essential. Um, and, and to bring my snacks from the UK so I don't have even more to think about because it's, it's all well and good thinking about your breakfast, lunch and dinner in a new place. But if I've got my snacks already sort of sorted, that's mm. just one less thing to think about. Um, and then the other thing would be, yeah, like I said earlier, is to make sure I've got at least a week no work booked in so I can acclimatise, focus on my self-care and just find out where everything is. Um, those would probably be my two. Mm. Yes, and they're both great. And mine are really similar, actually. Mine are really similar. So mine would be um, for the first 72 hours, suspend judgment about where I am and how I'm coping. Mm, so good because it it will all feel a lot easier once I've got used to it and also once I've just got over the overwhelm of being in a new place I didn't feel terribly overwhelmed this time and I think that's because I largely employed that strategy of suspend judgment about how it's going and how I'm getting on here Um, that made it a lot easier for me to just go oh it's going to be okay we're just settling it's fine yeah okay we don't have enough saucepans that's all right we'll buy some you know that it was just like okay let's not get 
caught up in the story of mm. oh, this isn't working what are we what are we doing I can't cope I didn't get caught up in that at all and then the other one again it's really similar to you I really rely on my protein shake every morning to set my day up with um, a good foundation of um, blood sugar balance getting 20 grams of protein in the form of a protein shake every morning it doesn't matter so much if I can't eat my usual food for the rest of the day it means I'm still going to be okay Uh, and of course I often can't eat my usual food while I'm away so uh, I mean I felt like half my suitcase was full of protein shake because I brought like a two month supply uh, but nonetheless I, I wouldn't necessarily have needed to do that but I certainly would have needed to bring enough for the first few days so that at least breakfast is taken care of and then also coffee um, I know not all HSPs can tolerate coffee but I can as long as I have my protein shake first and if I don't have my coffee um, then well that's not very nice because um, I you know uh, I start to get sort of coffee withdrawals I don't drink a lot of coffee I have one or two a day but that's enough to give me an awful headache which I don't want in a new place any more than I want when I'm at home so it would be protein shake and uh, make sure I bring coffee in a form that I can make it easily when I get here. Um, sometimes I just take a coffee bag if I'm going away just for a couple of days. Um, on this occasion, I brought my little baby cafetiere and some ground coffee, the coffee that I have at home. So actually, my first few breakfasts were exactly the same as I have at home. And that just really helped me to familiarise Yes. And I'm just going to, sorry, jump in there because that just really grabbed me when you said um, your two things that you would do in the UK. And that's definitely, I'm doing a third tip now. But I have to say that has been paramount, actually, (laughs) because there is so much change, so much to get used to and acclimatised to not just the practicalities, but the sensory differences, the noises, Mm. everything looks different, Mm. your bed's different, is to make sure that you have as much of your routine that you would have back home in those first few days. Even if your routine changes Mm. in a week or two, that's Mm. irrelevant, that doesn't matter. Mm. But I found, like you said... As long as I had my protein shake, I had my green tea in the morning, I had my small breakfast, blah, blah, blah. Those little things that I would have at the UK really helped me to acclimatise quicker because if it was all new and different Mm. that's even more sensory Mm. overwhelm yes i think that's a really good point because what those things do as you were saying i was thinking what do they do they do something for me physically but they provide an anchor don't they and they make all of the unfamiliar less overwhelming and less overstimulating so i feel like that's a really wonderful tip to end on today And, and i think we'll probably pick this up next week absolutely with a few more tips that we've uh, come across yes yeah wonderful marvelous well thanks for today jane yeah thank you it's good to be back it is
So let's share how people can contact us and find out more if they would like to. Yeah, if you want to explore more of your value um, and energetic self, you can find me at alicia-may.com or my Instagram is HSP. I offer free discovery calls which can be booked via my website. I'd love to hear from you. And you can find me at janeelizabethaston.com or on Instagram at 12stephsp. So that's the numbers one, two, step HSP. I work exclusively with high sensory people and I specialise in working with HSPs who, like me, are in 12-step recovery. But you don't have to be 12-step to work with me. And you can book a free discovery call from my website. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. We'd love to hear your questions and comments and we would be so grateful if you could subscribe, review, like and share this podcast. Please join us for next week's episode when we'll be talking about more travel tips for HSPs. Bye for now. Bye for now.